So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this one's gonna be again about Tim Ferriss' 17 questions. And yeah, I hope this is gonna be a good one. And I'm fucking pumped to be here again. And with that being said, hello, welcome back to the next episode of the, the Self to Open with Tactics fucking podcast. And I just have to close my closet door as quite every single day. Well. So now it's great. And also you're doing well. I'm doing fucking well. I've just been eating today something that I not get hangry again like yesterday. Yesterday was quite an... Um, I think it wasn't the best episode, of course. It really wasn't. But I think it told me something, I guess, you know. And I've also just made some content out of it. And I'm also going to redistribute the content also on other uh, and or various social media platforms. Or I think it's actually only Instagram, I guess. But But it's fine. So it, it just learned me something or I learned something by that certain occasion or by that certain situation because um, I was truly pissed off by the episode that I was doing yesterday because, you know, I wanted to do everything as fast as possible and everything as just, well, yeah, you know, as fast as possible and it just really stressed me out and this is what I felt and this is what I just have seen by the situation uh, and what I've also seen is that just the content that I'm then producing is not as good as it could be. And it is pissing me off as well, which is not the purpose why I'm doing this. Like, I'm not going to do this or I'm not doing it because I want to get pissed or I want to feel bad doing it. I want to just do it to spread a positive message and just, yeah, because I like doing it. And, well, you know, I should be a little bit more patient. But if you want to see this, there's going to be an IGTV video on Instagram. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I'll just see when I'm going to post it. Um, But, yeah. Uh, yeah, therefore, we are actually, no, no, um, yeah, that's all right. So, therefore, we actually go ahead with the same exact question as we have stopped in the last episode, but I've actually cut it or I've actually kind of paused it there because I was just, you know, so pissed off quite that I just felt, felt like, okay, I do not want to go through the last question or I do not want to go through question eight which is, what if I couldn't pitch my product directly? Um, Even though, like, uh, today I've been just trying something different, actually. I've been trying to go through the content uh, while I was in the train so that I do just have an overview about what I'm going to go through, which is, I guess, actually pretty great because I think it also helps me to just read it a little bit nice and also talk about more things because, you know, I just, you know, think about just, you know, various different things when I'm just alone, when I'm sitting there, just reading it on my own, and then when I'm here and reading about it, and especially when I'm not understanding something, either it's because uh, it may be because of the words, or it may be because of the the meaning he uh, just tries to to spread, or tries to, to give you, or the information he tries to give you and or spread, you know, when I'm not understanding it, you know, it's a little bit bad then during the episode, but I guess, you know, I'm just trying it and I see where it's going to lead me. But yeah, what I've noticed is that that question eight 
has quite nothing to do with the title it has. <laughs> quite. Um, it is, you know, it is all about, um, well, people do not like to be sold on. Or, um, they, they really don't like it. And I, and I know this feeling, to be honest, because, you know, the thing is, when somebody's hitting me up on Instagram, to 99.9% of the someone that's trying to sell me something. And most of the time, it's traders. Traders just you know, tell me, you should just do this, you should just start trading and whatsoever. And I'm always like, no, like, I do not want to spend the time learning it. And I would just rather spend the time doing what I'm doing right here. And I also think it's not going to be something that's fun for me. Like, you know, when I'm just doing something, I'm going to do it because it's fun, or I'm just doing it because I think it's it's good, I guess, and and I think this, for, at least for me, if you're a trader, you know, I really do not want to kind of just insult you or something, it's just not what I want to do, if it's what you want to do whole day long, just eight hours, 16 fucking hours a day, okay, do it, you know, if it's making you happy, just please do it, you know, this would just then be really great, uh, also for me, to know, okay, you're doing something that's in, that's making you incredibly happy, and you're doing this all day long, and you're making this your passion, you know, it's just amazing, like, why should I complain about it, but it's not something for me, and, and I guess, just, I understand, and I think it also makes sense that you're trying to sell, quote-unquote, your thing to somebody else, but most often it won't work, I guess, you know, which means that or which doesn't mean that you should not try it, I think you should definitely try it, but you should also not get pissed by people telling you, okay, you know, I do not want to do this, because this is not who I am, and this is not what I want to do, you know, the whole day long, especially if it's involving some money in the start, actually, or when you're starting, but, you know, whatever, and especially when you're lying, this is something that I do not understand, why would you fucking lie about the whole situation, about your product, about the thing that you're trying to sell, um, to just sell it, like, I do get it, like, capitalist, ca capitalism is great, yeah, I think it's also just, well, you know, I'm not that kind of educated in political kind of questions, but, um, yeah, I assume people want to make money just no matter what or something, but, but I don't know, I think just leg legacy should also play into the decisions you're making and into the things that you're talking about, so, I don't know, you know, I wouldn't lie just to, to sell some shit. Really not. But yeah, um, so in the end, what he what he has seen or what his solution was for this kind of problem or whatsoever is that you should just tell stories or narratives. And I truly believe that this is actually a good just tactic or it's a good way to, to sell things. And he actually did it this way because he wasn't quite able to promote the book, the 4-Hour Workweek, or um, he wasn't able, as he says, uh, the four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss couldn't get journalists to introduce his book. So basically, I guess it's all about promotion. And what he, what he did is that he's, um, or that he was trying to, to concept stories about the concepts in the book, which means basically there were a lot more stories around the book and around things that were written down in the book, which is, at my point of view, at least a pretty great tactic. And especially if it's in a way that he was also doing, which is actually having testimonials. Like, uh, he was also talking about, as he says there, or as the author says there of the summary, he showcased success stories from the book, people who redesigned their lifestyles. 
which basically for me at least is a testimonial and which is something incredible because it just shows okay what is in this book just really works and what is in this book just yeah it's good it's good stuff and this person just knowing what he's talking about because he was able to impact or to have an impact on somebody else's life and maybe he's able to just impact your life as well only through the book and I think it's amazing and you know if you are on certain websites where you can just you know buy some courses or buy some other shit like you know educational stuff most often you're gonna find testimonials and <laughs> even though you just truly have to be conscious or you truly have to see whether these are actually real testimonies or not because I guess often you know they are quite not as real as you think they are um, but I guess like yeah I think you should just uh, kind of watch out on something like this but yeah but he was also sharing as he says there uh, his uh, his actual or his 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 own yeah his own uh, personal story on his body transformation which is also great and yeah something else that he was doing is that um that he was actually because there's another book which is called uh the four hour chef which is here i'm gonna mark it for you um he was also just publishing it for free for free on BitTorrent as an audiobook and uh, i think also this is amazing because i guess a lot of people profited from that definitely um but there's also another interesting thing that uh, is added by the author of the summary, which is a little bit, which is a little experiment somebody did on um, having statements or having kind of uh, reasons why you're doing something or why you're asking something. And I'm, this time I'm going to just read it because I thought like, okay, I think it's the best way to, to go through it while I'm reading it, basically. Um so this reflects a broader psychological bias toward accepting reasons for doing things. A famous experiment showed how giving a nonsensical reason, which I assume at least nonsensical means just it doesn't make any sense or it's just not quite a real reason for what you're doing there, um, could excuse your behavior. And so here is how it worked. A researcher would see someone a researcher would see someone waiting at the copy machine. The researcher would then ask the person one of the following questions. And there are now three versions of this question and there is a difference. You know, there's always a difference between one, two and three. And yeah, the third one is the one with uh, the nonsensical question, if I remember correct. Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, the first version is, excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox, I think it's Xerox machine? question mark version two would be excuse me i have five pages may i use the xerox machine because i'm in a rush and the third one is excuse me i have five pages may i use the xerox machine because i have to make copies so version two and three gave a reason but version three gave a nonsensical reason everyone is there to make copies because the version was excuse me i have five pages and uh, may i use the xerox machine because i have to make copies like Everyone who is doing or who is uh, just doing the work at the Xerox machine or who is using the Xerox machine, I think, is either copying or he is printing something. But in the end, everybody is copying. So it's actually nonsensical. It's like, okay, you're just giving a reason for the sake of giving a reason. I think this is the point there. Even though you're basically only giving a reason to someone for doing something for to actually justify your behavior, 
you're, you're just giving a reason for the sake of giving a reason. And it works, which uh, the data shows there. So for each version, what percentage of people would you... Yeah, you've seen it. <laughs> so for each version, what percentage of people would you predict let the researcher cut in front? So here are the results. Version 1, uh, which actually was, at my point of view at least, also recent because he said, excuse me, I have five pages, may I use the Xerox machine? Well, no, there's no reason. There's actually no reason. Uh, but it got 60% of winning chance or something. Uh, version 2, which was, excuse me, I have five pages, may I use the Xerox machine because I'm in a rush, got 94%, and the last one with the nonsensical question got 93%. So it's basically just a little bit non not as efficient as just the second version. Even though it is just giving a reason for the sake of giving a fucking reason, because the reason itself doesn't make any fucking sense. At least it's not just... I think it's really not justifying your behavior or it's not actually maybe an explanation for your behavior. Um, so stunningly, the nonsensical reason works just as well in conviction than the other person. In convincing, sorry, in convincing the other person. Um, granted, this effect may be enriched for a small favor like this, whereas a larger deliberate decision would be sub subject more scrutiny. I have to buy an aircraft carrier because we want to patrol the seas. But the general point stands people like but the general point stands. People like having reasons for acting, so Tim Ferriss couldn't promote his book directly, but people did uh, did want to share unusual stories surrounding books or surrounding the book. Um, which is I think also just well I think in general well just having narratives and just having stories just works pretty fine. Um, I'm willing to get more educated on this and just tell you more about this when I know more. But what I know is that a lot of people just use stories and it would also totally make sense for you to just make up stories or to use stories to sell your product, to market your product, to just do your shit. You know, whatever you're doing, maybe just a little bit of storytelling could help you. And I guess there are also just really great articles on, on storytelling out there which could definitely help you to just either begin to start telling stories or to you know start telling better stories or to have better stories, I guess at least, I assume. And the two-minute exercise there would be, where are you having a hard time being persuasive and how can you craft a narrative that justifies your point of view? Um, the reflection, giving reasons for things makes your pitch more effective. Once to get a raise, don't just ask for it. Articulate your proven value to the company and compare the market rates you could achieve elsewhere. Also, tie to an emotional reason for the boss to care. And this definitely reminded me on um, Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, which was one of the best books that I've ever read in my fucking entire life. Besides, I, I think there are actually four or three books that I always just bring up when I'm talking about my, me, my, my most favorite books. And one of them definitely is How to Win Friends and Influence People. There's no fucking way around this. Uh, the other one is uh, 1984. And another one as well is um, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, which was also an amazing book. But I guess sometimes I'm coming up with another one. But I'm always forgetting one of them. I'm always forgetting one of those four, I guess. You know, it could actually be three. But yeah, um, 
you know, b- besides that, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about book about books, um, because I think, well, uh, at my point of view, people seem to demonize all other forms of, of learning stuff because you know everyone is talking about books and everyone is about like okay you know you have to, to just read books because you know you need the information you need the knowledge and whatsoever but youtube is also good youtube can give you as well a lot of fucking knowledge and a lot of fucking information maybe even in a way better way than a book could because some people learn through books good Some people learn through just osmosis good, but just watching other people doing stuff. And again, some other people just, you know, like to learn through YouTube videos or by just, well, this might also be a form of osmosis, but they just have or want to have some visual content, something they can look like, something that's kind of explained. And yet other people like to just listen to things or listen to somebody like a teacher, for example, that is standing somewhere, just talking about the shit that he's trying to kind of learn you you know we are all individuals and and books are definitely not the only way to to learn things uh, one of the things that i came or that i've seen actually where books are incredibly great is giving you a broad overview of things and and i really like this about books and i think this is something that the internet as such cannot give you because um when you're willing to learn something you actually have to look for it you know um, the internet won't give you things without actually looking for it, which is not always the case with the books. Because if you're reading a book, chances are there that you're going to learn something about something else that is not actually just, or that's, that's by the title, is not part of the book. Um, for example, in um, This is Marketing from Seth Godin, he's, of course, he's talking about marketing and talking about advertising and all this stuff, but he's also talking about some cultural stuff like, you know, flares on, on cars. I didn't know what this was and I didn't know that there was actually something behind it. Um, leather gloves and why there actually is some cutout just on the uh, back of your hand, which actually was there for watches, I guess. You know, there was actually a round cutout, which you can also see nowadays as well, which is the funny thing because like... Well, you know, it's, it's not that necessary any longer, but it is something that's still in culture or that's still in the, I don't know, in the industry just because it was a part of it a few years ago. And I think that's amazing. And this is something that you, that you and I, I think, wouldn't have learned by just, yeah, by just reading an article. For sure, there you also have to kind of just think about various kinds of articles. So some people are maybe also going to talk about certain stuff that has nothing to do with the actual title of the thing but yeah you know just a book yeah you know a book has has the ability to give you a very very broad overview of a lot of things and still there are other books that are giving you just a very deep uh deep view into some other things or into just the topic it is all about but yeah um so But I actually kind of missed a point that I was willing to make. I actually wanted to say that uh, a part or one of the biggest parts of how to win friends and influence people was talking in the other per- other person's or other people's interest, which means you're not going to tell your boss, okay, you know, I want to have a, you know, a pay raise or I want to just, you know, be kind of, what is it called? I want to just level up. Let's just call it like this. Yeah. 
um, let's just level up because I want to have it, because I want to buy myself a house, because I, 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 I. It's not about you. It's about your boss. You could be like, okay, you know, a pay raise would, would be great because this would totally motivate me to work even harder and work even more, which is definitely good for the company and which is also definitely good for the boss. And this is the case. And this is also the point that you're going to make points and you're going to explain something to your boss so that your boss is like, okay, you know, this makes sense for me. You know, he's giving a fuck about you, whether you're just willing to buy the new house or not. Like, okay, just some people, some bosses definitely will kind of feel with you, but some definitely not. But I guess every one of these bosses is going to feel with you if you're being like, okay, I want to work harder. I want to work more. I want to give something to you. I want to give value to you. I think nobody would say no. You know, I don't want to have more value from you than you're actually giving me at the moment. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, I do not think so. I guess, you know, everyone that's that's able to get more value and get more just out of the equation is just willing to get it or willing to take it. Um, so also tie, tie it to an emotional reason for the boss to care. Maybe you want to work toward a... Maybe you want to work towards a down payment on your house or you need extra savings to take care of your family member. And if you're afraid of following through, use the fear exercise step above the T's, above to T's, uh, out why you're anxious. Uh, question nine, which is actually also one of these questions that I've already gone through, which is great at my point of view because it gives me the ability to talk more and to talk just more out of my head because reading is something that I... Well, just in these episodes, I, I fairly like it, to be honest. But, but you know, I do not read a lot, I guess. Um, sometimes I like it, you know, especially in a train. I really like to read. But when I'm at home sitting there, I, well, it seems to be the case that I do not like to read. I don't actually know why. Why it is the case, but it's what it is. Um, but question nine is, what if I created my own real-world MBA? Uh, the thing with the MBA is, um, which is a degree, if you don't know, so I, th I surely think you know, but it's the um, master, what, what is MBA? Please give me something. MBA, Master of Business Administration, he graduated from Harvard with an MBA. So um, Tim Ferriss actually thought like, okay, you know, uh, I want to have the MBA because it just, uh, it's going to look good on my resume. I'm developing better skills. I'm developing a better network, as he says, also there to just show you. Yeah, to develop new skills and whatsoever. The thing is with the MBA, it's costing you around, or it would have costed him 120K. And then he thought like, that's a lot of money, you know? And he thought like, isn't there a better way that, that I can just use this money and also get the same thing? and also get the same value, like, okay, I'm willing to have a better network, I'm willing to have better skills, I'm willing to have this and that and whatsoever. Uh, what he came up is actually saving 120k and packaging them into 10 to, to 20k packages. And then uh, what he's going to do or what he was um, or what he has been doing with these packages, as I call them, you know, there's nothing in the text about packages, he invested them in several companies. You know, he took the 120K and invested it. And it seems to be like, okay, I know the thing was, um, 
which is something important which I'm going to read. So importantly, Tim was prepared to lose it all, much as he would have lost the tuition to business school. His prompted him, this prompted him to actually take action rather than being scared. Even if his investments failed, he saw the experience and he added and the added network as well worth the 120k. By learning from dozens of founders and investors, he created his own investment rules and made a few investments. His investments eventually panned out, making back double what he invested. Tim's viewpoint can be applied to all graduate degrees, training programs, or even college. Because the thing there is, as they also point out, the MBA could just really get to 160k. As such, the thing is, you're also going to lose um, a lot of opportunity cost. Because, you know, in the time where you're just making or where you're learning for your MBA and, and whatsoever, you're losing a lot of time. You're really, truly losing a lot of time, basically. So you're not basically work trying or you're not able to, to work as hard as um, you would be able if there was no MBA or if you wouldn't just learn for the MBA. And, um, well, they calculated or the author of the summary, I guess, also calculated that this could get up to 200k, which is, by the way, just incredible. And that's a real load. And investing this into companies could actually give you, give you, which actually could actually give you back way more money. Could double, could triple, could quadruple, whatever. And but I think also the experience that you're going that you're going to make is just yeah. First of all, something different, and there's going to be just some huge and valuable kind of experiences you're going to make, I guess. The thing is, I guess this is not for everyone. I, I think that not everyone is just willing to, to invest on their own without actually having any kind of experiences. I don't know if he had experience back then. I guess so, actually. But it's for sure it's not something for everyone. But the two-minute exercise. What large educational investment are you planning to make soon? What are the goals of this investment? How much does it cost in total, including all cash, loans and the salary you're giving up? Could you take all of this cost, totally spend it and achieve your goals? Question mark. The reflection. Academic degrees are the traditional structured path of learning things. But if you are self-drive self-driven and resourceful, you can exceed the benefits of the degree with the same cost. For instance, if you want to get an MFA, what's an MFA? Museum of Fine Arts. No. Master of Fine Arts. Okay, this would have been just, yeah, would have made sense. Um, for instance, if you want uh, if you want to get an MFA in writing, this can cost 30k. You might also be giving up income of 50k, which would then be 80k, which is a huge way. For instance, you could sign up for a masterclass or for master classes with the best writer in your area paying 500 bucks an hour for custom feedback and mentorship. You could fund uh, group dinners with aspiring writers as as a way to network even 500k, 500k, $500 per dinner can help you make 10 valuable connections. You could hire an agent to shop your, to shop your work around. This could push the value well beyond the cost of the MFA. Granted, in some professions, the degree is basically a prerequisite. You can't become a doctor without an, M without an MD. An MD is a 
Doctor of Medicine. Oh, usually can't become an academic professor without a PhD, but you should you should still articulate your goals for getting the degree. If the degree isn't critical for what you want to do, then strongly consider building a different path. If you're getting a PhD to go into consulting, strongly consider becoming a consultant right away and using your extra cash to build your network and gain access to science. Yeah, and that's gonna be it with the episode. But I truly think it just makes sense. Um... The path of actually studying something, the path of actually going to a school to ruin something um, has been a really common one, I guess, for a long period of time. But now with the internet, a lot of things change. You know, we are able to get so much information. We're able to get so much knowledge by a click, basically. And we get or we are able to just get really, really, really just good courses, you know, on various platforms. I do not want to kind of just advertise them or something. Well, there are various ones. Like, you know, let's actually, let's actually name a few of them. Skillshare. Uh, because I always see the advertising from Skillshare. And they're also advertising some 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 YouTubers and some creators. Uh, Skillshare. Isn't Squarespace as well? I think, I know that they're sponsoring people. But isn't there also just some kind of... But by the way, um, courses are definitely not something that you always have to pay for. There are just a lot of courses also from just various universities, from, from, from Goodwin universities, I assume, uh, and also from professors and, and PhDs and whatever that are for free. For free. You know, it's costing you nothing, which is amazing. So if you're this guy and if you're a person that is just um, able to learn through courses, able to learn through people telling you shit, you should consider doing this. Um, to to gain the skills, to upgrade your skills, but but I guess yeah, you know if there is no way no way around your PhD or no way around your MBA or whatever, I think you just gotta have to do this. But yeah, uh, this is it with the episode, and this episode has been really fucking great, I guess. So yeah, uh, I wish you the best health, fitness, and success, and I also hope that you are going to remind yourself on how you gonna be remembered. So either you're going to be remembered as a good person or as a bad person or something in between, and you basically decide, you know, it is totally in your hands how you are going to be remembered. So what your legacy is going to look like. But yeah, I see you. Thank you very much for listening and or watching, and I see you the next time, hopefully. Hehehehe. <laughs>